the on the new uh, Nathan Fielder. Show. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a good bit about that's why metaphors for penises with tomatoes. Mm. Live from Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> Not staying in. It's the Any Given Thursday podcast, the only podcast that solely devotes itself to the Europa League and the Conference League. That's us. That's our niche. You knew that. That's why you're here. Um, thank you, listener, for joining us. For yet another edition of our podcast, yet another edition of the group stages, round four of six, where the groups are finally starting to take shape. Um, some teams have been eliminated from things. Um, some teams have qualified for things for the first time. And uh, we're really in the uh, really in the witching season. Um, yeah, witching hour. It's witching hour. It's witching match. Um in our next two rounds of this, um, where should we start? Should we just do Group A? I think, yeah, just do Group just A. Just dive it's right into it. It's easy to start with Let's Group Let's dive right into it. And where else to start but with Group Leaders, West Ham, who uh, only lead Freiburg um, by verge of head-to-head. Although I don't actually know if they count that in the Europa League. They do I think count they that. do. That is yeah. the, for two teams, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the first tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why you might be confused seeing... Freiburg with a seven goal difference and West Ham with the three, but West Ham is on top. Uh, partial uh, part of the reason why that goal differential is so incredible for the German side is that they beat the shit out of Baka Topola five nil yeah. in the south of Germany um, this past Thursday. Goals from all over the park, massive, twenty nine shots, ten on target, huge xG. No need to dwell on a. Uh, Topola's misery there. Yeah, this um, is an unfortunate group for that. Yeah. They're getting a little embarrassed in what, this group stage. Yeah. But you know, West Ham, pers- however, got a nice late winner mm-hmm. uh, at the London Olympic Stadium, beating Olympiacos 1-0, a revenge fixture for them after losing in Greece mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Um, and this is pretty significant as it virtually eliminates Olympiacos from, not mathematically, but not it's, it's going to make it very tough for them to qualify out of this group. Of course, Freiburg does have to play West Ham in London, in East London, in two weeks, and then I guess in three weeks' time now. So, um, so um, it's possible that it will come down to the Freiburg Olympiacos fixture mm-hmm. in our fifth match day. Yeah, I was going to say Olympiacos. It's, it's in Germany, though. They need to win. They have to win both their games. And they need and Freiburg needs to Freiburg lose both their games to beat West Ham. I believe. I believe a draw for Freiburg oh. and West Ham would guarantee they go through because Olympiacos, I think, is guaranteed to be last in a uh, three-way tie. Are they? Because yeah. did they lose to both already? They already lost to Freiburg, mm-hmm. and so and and just split with West Ham. Yeah. So I think that's the well. Case they're right five now. points clear of Freiburg. Best thing for them is if Freiburg lost to West Ham and yes. to them, and then. Olympiacos beat yeah. Freiburg there through. But... So it's not over for them. It's mm-hmm. going to be very difficult, especially yeah. traveling to Germany next week or a week from next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, that's where we are. Yeah. But Olympiacos played pretty well against West Ham, especially I think they just left things a little too late. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were looked like they were playing for the draw for most of the game. And it was going all right. But West Ham have too many talented players. And Paqueta with the wonderful finish put them ahead and yeah, and you have to say they're a bit unlucky in this group to begin with. All the way back uh, in the old times, we talked about Freiburg kind of stealing a win mm-hmm. um, yeah. in Athens early in the campaign um, in a game Olympiacos was probably like 
played the better football. Yeah. Um, and that could be the thing that comes back and haunts them in the end. But, you know. And they had the rough draw against yeah. TSC as well. Sure. But, yeah, there's still a chance, as we mentioned, uh, West Ham or Freiburg uh, will host Olympiacos. Match day five, uh, West Ham and TSC Bakatopolo will face off. Um, they're just looking for some brownie points. It should be noted they're not technically eliminated from third place qualification no, of the conference. They they're only jump. three points back to Olympiacos, but that looks very far fetched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they'll need yeah to defeat Olympiacos, which Indeed. looks a tall task for them. Yeah. In Group B, we saw one of the bigger games of the week in Ajax hosting Brighton. This was one in that theory. A lot- a yeah, big game. In theory, a big game. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people thought, like, maybe this is time when maybe Ajax, like, at home, in Europe. Like, Ajax have, be should be noted, finally got a couple wins under their belts in the Eredivisie. They fired um, their manager. Yeah. Interim. They've won two of the last three drawing this weekend. So, at the time, they were two on the spin yeah. for the first time literally all season. And Brighton have shown some cracks in Europe. Maybe there's some... What number of manager things. is this for Ajax this, in, the, in 2023? Like four? Is it four now? I don't know. It's yeah, fucking ridiculous. At the end of last season as well. Well, there was the one that Cause... bounced ship. Oh, yeah. oh no. One of them got fired, and then the guy bounced ship from Bruga. Mm-hmm. Then he yeah. got fired. And there's been two managers this year so far, yes. maybe? Or yeah, one? Two this season. Two this season? So far, Jesus Christ. Interim. What a fucking so there disaster. there will probably be a third. What a disaster. But they're playing better, so maybe they mm-hmm. keep this guy. Um, But, yeah. Not that much This better. one, I honestly, when I watched this game, I didn't think Brighton looked that good. This, to me, came down to Ajax making two really really bad mistakes mm-hmm. uh and they made more than two mistakes but they were the two that brighton capitalized on uh whatever do you know what the opposite of press resistant is because <laughs> that is the adjective i need to use to define Ajax. brighton notoriously strong pressers and so they went out they did that they played their game and Ajax could not handle it mm-hmm. at all interesting uh, that uh they're yeah brighton didn't create a lot of chances Mm-hmm. other than those couple um from those turnover situations yeah um and yeah brighton didn't as you said didn't really have to be that good to win either of these two ix fixtures um because ix just aren't very good and it ix at least have stopped conceding like five goals a game mm-hmm. so they're headed perhaps in a more correct direction yeah. than previous but um, it's not looking like it's going to be enough to actually stay in this group. They now have two points through four games, two points clear or two points behind, uh, Athens in or Ake Athens, Ake Athens in, um, third and five points behind second place Brighton. Looking like the your European their European season might be on the outs. Yeah. That said. They uh do get to host Athens still, yes. so, so um, be a big game. And Brighton goes to Athens for the final match day. So no, Brighton goes to Athens next week or next match week. You're right. You're yes. right. Yeah. Um. You're right. Yes. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um. So you know if Athens doesn't pick up any points there, Ajax could do a walk off for third place in the mm-hmm. Conference League. Yeah. Um. So you know, never say never, but uh, you'd have to feel that they're pretty much toast. Yeah. And then when you go back and you watch the Ike Athens Marseille game, you start to feel even more like Ajax is toast. Even though Marseille did come out 2-0 winners, mm-hmm. Athens played very very well. Yeah, Especially and then Marseille has beaten game. them um back-to-back games, mm-hmm. neither of which you wouldn't call either unfair 
or not the right result. But you know, Athens, Ike picked up a red in the first in the first uh, fixture in Marseille, and as you said, this week they played pretty well. So they still look like you know a stronger team than we were maybe expecting coming into this competition. Um, of course, haven't won a game since shocking Brighton. Yeah. Um, away, but you know, looking certainly competitive. If they can pull off another win um, next week. Even a, a draw would probably yeah. be... They'll be making Brighton spot. a little bit anxious mm-hmm. heading into the into the final fixture. I do want to say, uh, watching Marseille now under Gattuso, I'm really upset we didn't get this Marseille against Brighton because mm-hmm. it would be, I think, a really fun clash of styles because Marseille under Gattuso have been using a lot of short passes between the midfield and back line, mm-hmm. which would play right into Brighton's pressing, and it'd really be a strength versus strength to try to, like, see who can come out on top. And we probably won't get that since they'll likely both be through going into their match week six game. Yeah, we'll probably yeah. be relying on Athens to uh Maybe. to break that up for us. Yeah. Isn't that so am I incorrect in remembering that Brighton played Athens in the first match day of the this group? Uh they may have. So why are they playing fifth and not sixth? Uh that's you know it's that's... a bit unusual. A good question. Yeah, that's that kind of threw me off because usually, not... usually, you know, they mirror the fixtures are mirrored. Yeah. Um. I don't. I don't really know why. I know it was Marseille Brighton. Is there a reason exactly. fixtures are mirrored in uh in European group play? I rather than going one two three one two three. I cannot give you a good reason. Maybe it complicates the home away mm. stuff and trying to get teams to trade off home versus away, mm-hmm. but. That shouldn't really be. The case. I've never known why, and I've never bothered to look it up. If somebody knows, tweet at us, yeah. X at us, do whatever it is that you do, and that doesn't mean send a nudie. Um, it's just what the site is called now, apparently. Um, so yeah, all to play for is still in this group. Um, at least with three and a half teams. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, one of our one of our favorite fixtures of this upcoming group, uh, match day is going to be Brighton visiting Greece. Um. And Marseille and Ajax will be nothing if not weird and probably entertaining. So, uh, yeah, keep that in mind. Uh, let's roll on to Group C, which saw Betis comfortably handle Eris Limassol in the return fixture. Comfortably after... is underselling. <laughs> comfortably is definitely underselling. Um, but uh, remember, this was a much tougher fixture away um, where it took a late winner to take all three points. But um, a comfortable 4-1 here at home. Um, and Rangers getting a huge result at Ibrox. 2-1 over Sparta Prague, thanks to two early goals. Um, they'll like their chances now in the driver's seat with seven points. Two behind first place Betis. Three ahead of third place Sparta Prague. Four ahead of Eris Limassol. That's where we stand. Yeah, and with the Sparta Prague Rangers game, that one... Uh... Rangers totally dominated the first half. Second half was a little flip. Sparta Prague looked better, um, but it partially because they subbed out as James Gomez did that a real shocker of a day. And then also Sparta took a lot more of the ball in the second half, which seems to be a key in helping to play against Rangers. They looked almost incompetent on a counterattack, but if you give them time to build up and let them dictate play, mm-hmm. they will score and they will create great opportunities so maybe a lesson to some of the bigger teams on how to beat this Rangers squad is to just hold the ball and make them counter against you 
Sparta. So Sparta into the deeper parts of yeah. the tournament. I think that could be a relevant. Sparta managed just a single goal in those two Rangers fixtures. Um, really sets them up against it here yeah. as they uh, as we head to the uh, the business end of the group. Still with a with a Betis match in their sights. Um, Sparta going to need a little bit of help from Eris in all likelihood in order to get this. Very possibly. Um, group D, Atalanta one nil Sturmgras, um, a game which they fully controlled end to end, and uh, Sporting two, Rakow one. Um, yeah, the new boys in uh, in in European competition struggling here, an early red card really setting them up against it, giving them basically no chance, despite a late uh, second half goal to have the deficit, um, nothing more doing there for them. That puts Atalanta comfortably in first. Um, uh, more than comfortably. They are qualified. They are qualified, because but not in first. Not in first, but they are qualified through to the uh, knockout stage because they have two wins over Sturm Graz, mm-hmm. which means that they cannot lose in a tiebreaker or the mm-hmm. mini table that would be created in a potential three-way tiebreaker. Sure. Uh, so, But this Sturm Graz looked totally shut down against Atalanta in this game. Mm-hmm. They managed four shots for a 0.07 XG. Yeah, not good. Not great. No, not um, great at all. This is a Sturm Graz team. Again, we keep hammering this home. Very good. Very good team. Yeah. Uh, pushing, uh, pushing Red Bull yet again in the Austrian League. Top level on points with them through 14 matched match weeks um so you know they're they're not an easy out they did get a result against atalanta uh last time out that was a pretty thrilling 2-2 um but yeah now they're a little bit they're they're pushing it a little bit now um they're gonna have to get a result against sporting yeah and um, coming up on the last next week too when they have yeah. Krakow, which mm-hmm. they should do but you know i don't want to count the full set out because they look decent despite being yeah. down to 10 men against mm-hmm. sporting so it's going to be tough for some yeah they're not an easy out necessarily i will say storm will be happy that atalanta hasn't clinched first yet because they'll still have to put in a performance mm-hmm. ne- in match day five against sporting to clinch that you know that by avoiding that that yeah. champions league fixture which is you know starting which this started last year, but that's a makes for a much more uh, dramatic end to these groups um, and these yeah. matches because you know it's a much bigger advantage than it used to be to finish first. And um, the and Champions second. League, there'll be good teams dropping down. Yeah, it's. I mean, we're looking at one of the teams could be Milan. F will be dropping. Could be Milan. Hopefully, it's not. One of the teams from Group F will be dropping down and. Whoever that is is going to instantly be one of the favorites in this competition, mm-hmm. assuming Stefano Pioli is let go. Um, Manchester United could be dropping down. Not, and, yeah, who nobody's scared of them. Yeah. Well, maybe they move on from Ten Hag yeah. to getting a good manager. Oh, wow. Nah, Ten Hag wow. isn't a terrible Yeah, good luck finding somebody to fix the Manchester United yeah, situation. But they're not, a, they're not a Europa League team yet, so we don't yeah. have to talk about them. Um, but yeah, this was one of the more interesting groups. I think Sturmgras definitely has... A result in them somewhere here, a surprise result. Um, assuming they take care of that Rakow business. Um, so we'll see. Still to play for. Yeah. And group E, where we'll start in Switzerland, where Lask, where take are they Austrian or Swiss? 
I switched those Lask two countries. Or Austrian. I sw- okay, good. I thought I made a mistake. They're basically the same country. I switch those two countries all the time, and it's a bit embarrassing. I mean, well, what's geographic the, weak point? What's the me. fucking difference? You know. We'll probably get a long hate. Yeah. Somebody else likes it. We despise the Austrians. This isn't even like one of those, you know, you wouldn't say that about specific uh Eastern European countries. Yeah. Or risk or risk persecution and death. But you know, it's come on. Yeah. What are they gonna do? Throw chocolate at me? Are you telling me Mozart wouldn't have been from Switzerland? (laughs) Like, come on, you don't know. Uh Lost at home in Austria dominating. This was a lot like the first leg in that Lost got off to a hot start, but St. shot had nothing in the second half. Uh, this is a really bad result for the Belgians. Indeed. Because of, specifically because of what happened in France mm-hmm. as well. Belgians, that should be noted, are still top of the table, mm-hmm. having gone on a very impressive win streak in the league. Um, and, you know, looked pretty confident in this group too. After uh, after beating Lask in the in the reverse fixture, um, also beat fellow participants Brugge in the you know in the in the conference league. So, um, but yeah, this wasn't uh, this wasn't the game for them. But yeah. then uh, perhaps our upset of the week. Yeah, yeah, ties very perhaps definitely. Yeah, definitely our upset of the week. Uh, this one was Toulouse three, Liverpool two. A shocker in France. Shocker. I mean, like, it's a shocker, but at the same time, like, Toulouse are the quality of yeah. a bottom-tier Premier League team. At, at the very least, not saying they are, the, but, like, it wouldn't be that big a shocker if, like, a low-tier yeah. Premier League team beat no. Liverpool. And Toulouse are... Especially because... They're decent and, Yeah, and Liverpool had a fairly rotated side. Yeah, um, but this is... I, it feels like a shocker because it's Toulouse. And Toulouse isn't, who are not, isn't, uh, isn't in Europe very often. No. Um, and they're in League Two just a couple of years ago. Um, so this is we we did the research here, mm-hmm. decided one of their handful of their best ever European results. Yes. <laughs> um, really cool moments for their fans, right? They beat Napoli's Maradona's yeah, Napoli. The one that could hold a t- the, candle to this is beating was that, Maradona's Napoli. What was that? Cup winners, six cup winners, cup winners cup. cup. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So great moment for their fans. Uh, they were up. They had two nil. And three one leads. Mm-hmm. Um and they could have been up more. There was a controversial foul call and a build up to a goal that was taken off for Toulouse as well. I think it was probably the right call. Yeah from, yeah, from my memory. It was a little controversial. Though. Yeah. So but not as controversial as the end of the game. No. So. Uh Jota dragged one back in the 89th minute to make it 3-2. Mm-hmm. And then an extra time, I think in the 94th minute or added time, I should say, it looked like um, Liverpool had found a stunning equalizer to to silence the poor Toulousians. Um, but no, it was given uh, as a handball in the buildup in which the ball bounces off the turf. McAllister tries to sort of chest trap it. Mm-hmm. It goes off sort of the the, the well, higher end of his arm, I'd say. It's yeah, not, it's not uh, forearm. It's actually- the arm by the definition it's of the elbow ball, above but it's not like he handed yeah it's not like he smacked the ball so it was like for me it was like a borderline handball you could see it maybe in the build-up one issue however is that it, this was this was barred right mm-hmm. this was reviewed via var yes and as you pointed out there was already sort of a circulation of play after the handball like to lose one possession and lost possession yeah. a little bit 
Not like in a way that they like pass the ball around yeah, for a few minutes, but I guess there is the argument that it's like, did they have control? Yeah, when they get possession, or was back, it was it like in it, contest? Yeah. yeah. Um. So I don't know where that fact, like where the official rules on when you're supposed to use bar factor in. Yeah. To that, but either way, there were a minimum of four or five players in possession of the ball. <laughs> like yeah. After this, and it just it really felt like they went back a little too far. Um. Mm-hmm. For this, that is. And I also don't – I don't personally don't like the handball rule for attacking. But if it's not the player who scores and it's an incidental handball, it is not supposed to be given. Mm. I think this was an incorrect call by the referee. Yeah. Uh, and it does – I don't – it sullies a little bit in the immediate aftermath, the win for Toulouse. But in two months, Liverpool will still go through first. Yeah. And Toulouse will have this famous victory mm-hmm. that they can tell their kids about. Yeah, you're right. Great. So. Good result for the neutrals. Um, Liverpool can also uh, feel comfortable in the sense that they didn't play well enough to win today. Yeah. Um, and they came and they weren't super rotated. This is. Yeah, yeah, they did. It's one of those games that I think shows like when you are subbing in and out players who are maybe not like the level of a Europa League mm-hmm. quality players. Like I have nothing against like Ben Doak or Kwanzaa, like they're good players they're good prospects yeah but it's just like doke is an 18 year old yeah kwanzaa has gotten some run in the competition so far this fall but is also 20 um and is their fourth and you know joe gomez doesn't really have the magic he used to since his bad injury in like 2021 yeah 2020 2021 he just uh he hasn't been the same player so yeah i mean it wasn't it's we've seen two liverpool we've seen the last couple years when liverpool back line isn't in sync or working you know they risk um you know some sloppiness um runners running in behind mm-hmm. um what looks like bad system and porous defending when in fact it's just sort of bad execution of the clop method yeah. um and we saw seen that in previous points they seem to have more solidity back in general this year mm-hmm. but you know when you have kwanza matip and gomez and Samaka is not yeah. a particularly strong defensive yeah. left back. Uh, so I think they they so. looked pretty they they didn't look very connected in the back there today. Yeah, uh, it's just one of those. I think it's just one probably one change too many when you're playing a team the quality of Toulouse. But mm-hmm. if there's a game you're going to do it, yeah, the away game to Toulouse is probably, yeah, it's probably the one best one. They did cost themselves. You know, an argument could be made that if they went with a stronger team and they won this game, then not only do they easily qualify but they qualify first yeah, written would have done. locked up first would have locked up first and then you rest people the next couple of weeks not with it yeah yeah because yeah. toulouse would, would have, be on five would it be on four points yeah yeah so, i was thinking with the yeah, draw yeah, they yeah, have yeah. a 10 to 5 it's still a, yeah yeah, yeah. within six yes it is so no math so you know they a, a win would have sealed this group for them in first didn't um and now they have to uh now they have to go again yeah. Um, so that is the, which that isn't is the whatever. They're not going to be. They're not going to be fretting. Central was their last, but you know they're not the, the easiest teams in the world necessarily to play. So no, absolutely who not. knows? Who knows? All to play. Uh, Toulouse looks like in, they're in great shape for third now, although nothing is guaranteed. And uh, we think that Central was and last will be probably playing for third, but who knows? Well, if Central was defeat Toulouse next week in France, very tall order. Mm-hmm. Uh, then that suddenly this group, as we've just seen, very difficult. Toulouse is uh is not a a cakewalk to go to, no. um. Although they've been struggling in the league, um. But yeah, it's tough. I mean, they're not a massive team. The depth is definitely an issue for them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we should move on to Group F, 
where the first game was played between Maccabi Haifa and Villarreal, but it was not played in Israel due to um obvious obvious reasons. Yep. So it was played behind closed doors in Cyprus, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought Villarreal didn't look particularly great in this game. It took until the 80s, the around the 80th minute for them to find a goal, but at the end of the day, the like top end talent on Villarreal was just too yeah. much. Nothing's for... been going well for Villarreal this year. Yeah, this is probably the best thing that's happened to them yeah. in month. Yeah. Not month. Um, yeah, the top end talent of just having guys like Sorloth and Bana is just it was a little too much for Maccabi Haifa. Ten shots on target, like they probably were good for two goals, but it's tough. It's harsh on Haifa to have it so late, you know. Yeah. Um, and especially Haifa, when they're for- foregoing home matches, and they did uh, create a decent amount and like mm-hmm. played pretty well. If this had been in the first match week. Mm-hmm. Maybe this was a game Haifa could have stolen points from. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Ren got a big, big result. 3-1 win over Panathinaikos, the second straight win over Panathinaikos mm-hmm. that they've had, which um, pretty, oh, it was close to seals their their yeah. promotion through the they knockouts. Need, I they need a point. They need one result. They need a point. Up. Yeah. yeah, in the last two games. They're, it's looking good for them. I gotta say, Unless, uh, Ren. In no, the, they need more. Well, because well, they beat Panathinaikos twice. Yeah, so they have Haifa still the game in hand, so Haifa could theoretically get oh, nine. Points. They could yeah. win nine points. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That would right. I forgot about time. that. Oh. Um. So any, but anyway, they're in good shape. They're in first. Um. The result against Pen the two wins against Panathinaikos are sort of group defining. Um. Panathinaikos sits atop the Greek table right now. They've been in fantastic form all year. Um and Ren have been in shit form in the league. Yeah. So this including today, this is true, losing to formerly winless Leon, <laughs> who now have a win. So congratulations. Leon. Yeah. So that's a disastrous result after this very good result. But um, yeah, Panathinaikos are a tough play right now. They play some exciting stuff. So this credit a... to Ren for taking these two games as seriously as they did. And grinding out those results because they needed them both. This was also a game where you should probably go watch the highlights because it was a game of moments. I mm. felt like as a yeah, the, there a was some high. It was kind of a high. There was two pens, so there was yeah. pretty high xG totals, but not very high like shot totals. Yes, or like that's, big chances. Exactly what I mean. Like there's yeah. some very high quality moments and some very low quality moments sprinkled yeah. in. Four big chances. The first goal Bob Mob gives them. Yeah, the first goal. I believe it was the first goal. Mm-hmm. It's a all-time howler from Brignoli, the Panathinaikos <laughs> keeper, goes right through his legs. Uh, it's really bad. It's and really, it's not, really and it's like, it's he like kind of, it's like at his stomach and he tries to collect it and it just goes through. I've never seen. Yeah. That's he one should, of the worst howlers I've ever seen. He should get an assist for sure. Yeah. Uh, one of the worst I've seen. But Ren did no try doubt. to make it, you know, make up for that by giving away a penalty to Panathinaikos <laughs> yeah. and a red card as Belicina picked it up he was just tugging yeah. at the Panathinaikos players after uh, after that game time. and today's result against Leon Ren have now gone three consecutive matches where they picked up a red Ooh, at wow. various points in the game that is very um, impressive. the one they picked up in this game was in the 33rd minute and looked surely um after the combination of that and uh while conceding the penalty and the penalty going in it looked like you know this might just be Panathinaikos's day yeah I do the I like they just have a ton of injuries that I'm not aware of. Who? Ren. To Ren? be playing Belosian, like, as consistently as they have been, because he has not been good in any game that I've watched him play this year. I don't know, man. He's, I mean, he's a young kid, 18 years old, right? But he, once again, kind of put them in a bad spot. I thought he's he was... a baby. Yeah, I thought he was very uh, rough against Panathinaikos in the first leg of this, or the first picture mm-hmm. of this, and... 
yeah, he just does not look like he is up to this level. Yeah, but it's but, the it's the French league method, you know, mm-hmm. trial by fire for these kids for yeah. these French kids. And it did help. They didn't really have to change a ton because they had Teot playing left back, so you could just kind of tuck him in uh-huh. a little more, and you don't have to change a ton in your formation, especially when you have Matic in the defense. Yeah, I was gonna say is even if every single one of their players is twenty. Matic probably brings that average age yeah. up to up to twenty eight. But he's got old bitch playing yeah. with ten players. And- it's just a very strange to see a guy like Matic on a team like Ren. That's just like, I mean, I I know he, like Mandanda is their normal starting keeper too, and then he's yeah. like seventy five. But you know, it's still like, what a what a weird experience that must be to be in that locker room every day and be in that like with all these children. Reminds me a lot of <laughs> or barely drinking age, yeah. and I mean French drinking age, not American. Yeah, so one. <laughs> mm-hmm. From birth. From birth. Yeah. Uh, It does kind of remind me a little bit of, like, just the Milan team that won the title a couple years ago when they had, like, Ibrahimovic and Giroud, and then everyone else was, like, 21, 22. Mm-hmm. And it's just – it's an interesting dynamic that Ren have kind of been going for with yeah. this team. Yeah. But that sets it up with Ren is now top of the table, kind of. Does Villarreal have the game in hand because they had one canceled? Uh, that'll be replayed. I believe it was December sixth was the provisionary date for that. We'll keep you updated nope. on any changes. We sure will. And next week, next match week, Villarreal host Panathinaikos. So that'll be really a good one. One for the Greeks. I'm picking Panathinaikos. I would love to see it. <laughs> we saw Villarreal drop a home game last year. So I mean, Villarreal just haven't been good all season in any competition. So yeah. they're they're ripe for the taken. Uh, Group G uh, saw Servette. Uh, pick up their first win of the campaign, beating Sheriff 2-1. And Slavia Prague getting a 2-0 sort of upset win over Roma. I say sort of because this was a classic game for Roma to lose. Yeah, it really uh, felt like we were going to lose this kind of uh, it didn't. It wasn't surprising. Roma hat was perfect in the group for their three, mm-hmm. first three fixtures, which doesn't seem crazy given the group they're in, but it was apparently like not something that had happened before. Yeah, um, in a wide, European group, <laughs> yeah, it's like three wings, not that impressive, but uh, yeah, so this was a little bit of which I guess you would call a trap game for Roma, um, especially because you know, I mean, the results have kind of been mixed all year, um, but I mean, and they haven't been in like terrible form, but no, you know, the form's been picking up a little bit recently, yeah, and... they did get they did grind out a disgusting nil nil draw in and the in the derby up. today against Lazio. Things kicked off a little uh, bit too. Absolute gross game. It's a stick uh, of paradise, man. Yeah, yeah. They they hate each other. It was very tasty. Yeah. Uh so you know they they're their usual uninspiring selves. Yeah. Um, they did have I it wasn't coasting a, off their few good attacking players. Yeah. It wasn't a super weakened lineup, but it felt like the players that they were missing from the mm-hmm. start were such key players. It was Cristan no Cristante from the start, no Dabala, Pellegrini's already out injured so i feel like they didn't have any creativity and speaking of disgusting lineup. a front two of lukaku and belotti is like That's cover just, your eyes yeah, dude just their front two cover your eyes i mean like the whole thing is just like i think i talked about this in our last show but funniest thing is when roma scored that first minute goal in the in match day three um in this same fixture uh and lukaku's just like backing up a defender into the box like he's yeah. a center like he's just he is like a football fan. seem to be eat or something like it's yeah. the funniest. Yeah. So to think of both of them up there at once is like, make it makes the, it's enough to make makes the heart crawl. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's right. You weren't the only one who didn't like much. Mourinho said, quote, 
I didn't like anything. <laughs> Except, and then he clarified that he's he including like Bove, who he thought had a pretty good game. Okay. Uh, but Bove did also get hurt against Lazio. So, yeah. you know, can't win them all. Uh, but this did mark an end of an incredible streak for one Romelu Lukaku, who you mentioned. He'd scored in 14 straight Europa League games before today. And now about it's uh, zero straight. How about that? But it's also, I think, shows the strength of Slavia that Roma came out with a slightly rotated lineup and still Slavia just controlled the game. I mean, it was a thorough dominance. Interesting that uh, that Spillar played instead of Patricio. He should be. Stuck. Yeah, he should be regularly, right? Yes. But uh, Josie doesn't usually do the cup rotating keeper, does he? Yeah, I think there's I think there's some double will be starting in the second half of the year. I think Patricio's he's been so bad. Yeah, he it's, has been bad. He hasn't been. I feel like he hasn't been as bad as like last year, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because he was back in he played today. today. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, enough about Rome. I'm disgusted by them yeah. as usual. And our final group will start in Sweden, where Hocken, uh lost again. That's Hukian. 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 Yeah, Hukian. you know what? You got to get a point for me to pronounce your name. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bang, 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 bang. There was back-to-back games to fierce Scandinavian rivals, Mulder. <laughs> It's just been a terrible European campaign for Hecken, who lost. Yeah, also, at least we forget that for they lost in the Champions League to Klaxvik. Mm, yeah, that's right. Well. That's how this all, how it started, how it's going. Don't. So they're really struggling uh, against Scandinavian opponents. This was their. They had to get a win here to uh, stay in to keep their European season alive and at least yeah. third place. And they, they didn't. Can, I think they can feel right. They're not eliminated, no, catch, but they're basically eliminated. Karabag, yeah. maybe. I yeah. Yeah, because Molda beat them theoretically twice, so. catch Karabag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will not. And they also like, have they, a negative 11 goal that. difference. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it looks like it's doors That's... for uh, Heckin. And... and their domestic season's over as well, I believe, or maybe one more game. Uh, Very close to being over. Yeah, they didn't and they win. They can't win the title. They can't win the title. So they are, they will be, they are going to be in European qualifying again. So, that's something. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Molda is, you know, he's had Heckin... a, has, Moldes had a mixed season in the league themselves, um, but you know playing Hekian was really nice for them. Yeah, because uh, now they're shot right back into contention for second place in this group. Um, partially thanks to Leverkusen doing a double over Karabag. Um, this one was tough on the Azerbaijanis. They uh, they held you know uh, a world class Leverkusen team tight for 93 minutes yeah. conceded a late penalty to Victor Boniface yeah. um, to slip back into a tie on points with Molda. They do have that head to head advantage right, right now so, before, but because yeah. they're going to play again. Yes. Yeah. So um, this was, uh, I mean, Karabag have the benefit of have, not having to play Leverkusen again. Exactly. Leverkusen yeah. are just a really strong team. Yeah. So this was a bit, I thought a great game by Karabakh. Um And then bit unfortunate. Yeah. A little bit unfortunate. Defended but, their hearts out. This is also the exact type of game that Leverkusen would have lost last year. Yeah. Or and this is where they would have conceded a late goal. Started a strong team, too. Yeah. They Javi didn't really Lanzo, rotate that. This is, I think the growth that they've had under Javi Alonso is the mental growth to be able to, like, also have these hard, well, and tactically, he's a yeah. very good manager, it seems like. Uh, but mentally, I think they've, a lot of these guys have taken big steps forward and bringing in guys like with the, things with the granite jockas are for who are kind of they're, mentality they monster. Dirty. they will get dirty oh he gets dirty for sure and so they needed those guys they needed this mental step to be in these games and to pull out a victory they remain the only perfect team in the europa league Ooh. and they've only dropped one game in all their competition so they far might be year, the i'm trying to how many on the road to Bayern? it's yeah. absurd they yeah. might be the best team in europe right now 
they're definitely have the best they have the best record in europe for results for sure yeah because nobody else who's who else is Bayern. undefeated Bayern is Bayern undefeated and nice and nice <laughs> weird uh, <laughs> or, uh also have five draws so weird so. yeah uh anyway yeah so Leverkusen have uh, first place all wrapped up, basically. Yeah. Um, oh, maybe not technically because they, they lost in the cup. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah. So it's just Leverkusen and Nice. I'll have to How strange! Who had that on their bingo card? Yeah. Uh, I think Leverkusen is not officially qualified because uh, no, because they haven't played Moldes. They yeah. are qualified because they have they're qualified, but they're not qualified first. They're not qualified first. Yes. Yeah. Because they have to play Moldes. Because yeah. they yeah if. In, there's no way for both Carbog and Molda mm-hmm. to get up to 12 points. So they are yep. qualified, but not first. All right. Well, uh, let's breeze on through the conference league then. Yeah. Um, let's start in Group A, where uh, we saw our dear, dear Key Klaxvik potentially fall out of the race for qualification yeah. <laughs> um, because they couldn't get it done at Olympia in the reverse fixture. And they were playing pretty well until a red card. Disaster struck. Legend at this point, I think you know, we have to say a conference league legend, Arnie Fredericksburg. <laughs> I, I say it yeah. partially ironically, but also not like he's been so good in this competition. Yeah. But he picks up a second yellow, not really a contestable one. He was a bit late on the challenge, and from there, Olympia just took control of the game. And but he it. held on until the 84th minute, yeah. Um, two late goals for Olympia, and they key they so they stay alive in the hunt for second, which is unlikely. They're just barely. Um, meanwhile, Lille and Bratislava are in a tussle for first place. They drew one one, um, in Slovakia this week, um, with uh, Slovan coming back to equalize in the eighty first minute. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've just finished up their play against each other, so it's going to come down to how they handle their business against Key and Olympia. Slovan still has to go to. The Faroe Islands, which we've seen, is no easy task. No easy task. They've gotten uh four points from three from two matches so far, mm-hmm. um, and he played them really tight in Slovakia. And so, but Plotswick do also have to play Lille. So yeah, that who? But I'm thinking in terms of in the race for first. I was oh, contextualizing yeah. it. Lille yeah. has the Lille has the better fixture list. Lille have continued to just not look very good. No, they just grinded out these games. Yeah, they honestly. haven't lost, but it is no, they're just grinding these out. They're at this really point. playing with fire. But yeah, you know, we've seen in the past that you can kind of dick around in the groups as yeah. long as you get out. Yeah, you just need to make sure you get out. Uh, again, but again, first place isn't. They're going to be some good teams falling from Europa third League, place yeah. in the Europa League. So to be safe, you gotta get gotta it. get that by. Yeah. Uh, Group B. Group B uh, saw a, a wild game for the first time ever. An Icelandic team led in a group stage oh. of European competition. Oh. And then they led 2 nothing. No, they and were t- they... 2 1. Oh, I thought they went 2 0 at one point. 2 1. They conceded first. Orban scored in the sixth minute. Oh, you're right. I saw, I knew they went back to back. That's yeah. why I thought it was 2 nothing. Tottenham keeping their eyes on Orban. I do like it, Orban. He's a yeah. very good player. And they led at halftime. Yeah. And then again, turned it around. Yeah, Orban on the hat trick, on the hattie. He's a... um, puts them four points clear. Uh, mind you, Tel Aviv and Zoria Luhansk have only played three apiece because of the same Israel stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Tel Aviv did notch a win against Zoria, um, which is, I mean, a little bit of a depressing fixture given that neither of them can play at home right now because of war. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> that sucks. I know. <laughs> life, gonna... life is hard, man. Uh, I don't even know where they played. Ukraine, maybe? No, they played Slovenia, Poland. Yeah, Lubin. Yeah. 
Yeah, they usually play in either uh, Slovakia or Poland. Or yeah. Something. Uh. Anyway, <laughs> they're both still alive for that second place. Uh, Bray the Blick, meanwhile, looks like a strong contender for worst team in Europe this season, yeah. at least in the group stage level, I should Which say. We should. It's just, They've had a couple of competitive games. It's still an accomplishment getting to this point. Yeah, one could maybe argue Kukuriki. I actually probably HJK is probably the worst team. Uh, I bet they. I bet Bradley Blake could give HJK a game. Yeah. Oh, one hundred. Let's do. Let's, we should have that. We should have the losers bracket. Everyone who finishes <laughs> last in the conference league. It's all these teams that are also done their seasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they just have to play in 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 like midwinter in yeah. in Iceland. <laughs> um. Anyway, Ghent on ten, Tel Aviv on six. Luhansk on four, with those teams still have an extra game to play against one another. Again, hosting Zoria Luhansk next match week. If they win that, I believe that they, they go through the top. I think possibly, yeah, uh, um, probably, yeah, because it would be a uh, well, not Tel Aviv, Tel Aviv I, could still, yeah. I'm bad with math. We're bad with math. Whatever. Who cares? This? Who cares? This isn't math. Uh, group, group C. C. Uh, kind of a stinker this week, honestly. Yeah. One total goal between the two games. Victoria Pilsen, uh, notching its second consecutive win against Dinamo Zagreb, who sits rock fucking bottom of this group. Who saw that coming? Yeah. And that one goal came through a penalty. Penalty. Uh, was... but it was deserved a deserved winner. You'd have yeah. to say overall on the balance. Mm-hmm. And Astana and Balkani play to a just a brilliant nil nil draw. A uh, lot of fun in Kazakhstan. Who? <laughs> who? What a. That's not a fun place for anybody to go, no. especially when you're a team with the resources of Balkani. Mm-hmm. That, that must have been a bummer. The one thing that concerns me, though, this is not concerned. It's a good point for Balkani, though. It's a good point honest. for Balkani, yeah. And it's a really good result for Dimo Zagreb because <laughs> yeah. now they have to go to Astana. And if Astana had won, then Zagreb had to win that matchup. Yeah. So it gives them a little bit of leeway. They could draw and still win if uh, – Victoria Pilsen remain perfect through this group. Uh so it's yeah, an interesting it's an interesting group in that in that, yeah, as you said, Victoria's qualified, all that. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting in that Victoria and Dinamo, you'd think, would be like equal co-favorites to in in, in a vacuum to begin mm-hmm. with this group. Um, so and that the fact that they have the same fixtures is interesting. It's like yeah. just gonna come down to Astana has the advantage on winning that away fixture at Balkani two weeks ago. Yeah. So, you know, if they both lose <laughs> or both get one point or whatever, then Astana's going through. So Balkani has to be the one that uh that sees something happen here. Uh it's funny that Astana could go one, one and four and make it through second in this group. <laughs> well maybe not because no they could. They could yeah, they could they could whatever. Uh group D. Besiktas's misery continues yeah. in this group, losing at home to Bodo Glimp this time, um, and getting the double done on him by the by the Norges. And Bruga gets a 2-0 win over Lugano. Lugano also doing the double over them. Uh, that sits uh Bruga in first with 10. Bodo Glimp in second with seven. Lugano in third with four. And Besiktas rock bottom qualification all but lost no for them oh cause they, because they yeah, yeah. so you know we had Bashik Dust as like co-favorites to win this yeah, group I, I think. thought it was going to be tough between and they have they are 0-1-3 in this yeah. group baby it is this is one of the better groups we've seen in a conference league oh like, definitely very competitive Lugano who I four competitive Lugano teams would be last in this group and I think they're an above average group stage team in yeah the conference league. oh yeah so four competitive uh although they're not playing great in the league 
No. Um, weirdly, Besiktas has been fine in the league. They haven't been that yeah, bad. And then they come to Europe and... I mean, and, been I mean you could league. argue they have the best squad. Brugup maybe does? Yeah, but Besiktas... Yeah, it's close. You could argue. They have the, either the first or second best squad on paper mm-hmm. in this group. But Brugge, on very impressive. Brugge been making it look easy in this group, which is mm-hmm. an impressive feat. I think if you stuck even the favorites like Frankfurt, you're going to Aston Villa mm-hmm. in this group, that they would struggle in certain games. And it would not look easy. No. So really big props to Brugge, who are looking very strong. Indeed. I think that should bring us to one of the favorites from Group E, Aston Villa, mm-hmm. who go back-to-back over Odd and grab a commanding six-point lead over third place in this group. And put uh, yeah. defending semifinalists, <laughs> Alkmaar, in, some, in a real, real spot of bother spot. here. Yeah, Real spot of bother. Um, we knew that would be the case probably for them after that disaster in, at Drinsky. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you thought maybe they could eat out a result at home, at least get a point out of these yeah, two games. Maybe but do something from... Nothing doing. Yeah. They were a little more competitive in this one than they were... In the last, um, even taking the lead at the start of the second yeah. at the second half, um, but it wasn't to be for them, and it means they have a real uphill battle here. Um, Villa doesn't even sit top of the table. That honor belongs to Legia Warsaw after they beat Aston Villa in the very first match day in Poland. Um, this means Alkmaar is going to have to handily win their next two fixtures. Yeah. Um, to no. have to have any chance here. And they have to hope that Aston Villa and Legia, Aston Villa doesn't drop anything to Legia because yeah, right. If they do, Aston Villa has to beat Legia, and they have to beat Drinsky and Legia. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it will be. I mean, I guess or Legia, Aston whatever. Villa to lose both games, uh-huh. and then no, but then Azed can't pass them. Yeah, Azed can't pass them. Yeah, so they need Aston Villa to beat Legia, and Azed or or Aston Villa Legia both go through with the draw. So maybe there's a little like. Yeah, a little biscotto, but you know, those that they have first place to play for, too. So, um, yeah, Villa hosting that will be the favorite, but who knows? Speaking of playing for first place in group F, there's still three teams alive for first place. What a transition! That's big time. Fiorentina, Ferencvaros, Genk, all still with it to play for Kukriki. Uh, they lost again, so (laughs) zero points for them. Yeah, that's a tough group, that's a tough group, and uh. And they, they they didn't embarrass themselves, you know? No, Fiorentina... They put in an effort. Fiorentina took an interesting tactical approach, one I never thought I would see from Italiano. Uh-huh. They scored with a penalty, um, but then they just went full to... Like, Italiano even admitted to this, went full Allegri, full Juventus. He said he learned from playing Allegri over the weekend. Hey, they controlled the ball, though. Yeah. yeah. They, so they didn't, it's not like they were defending. No, no, but that's what I mean. Like, that's what Allegri does. Yeah, they just hold on to the ball. They hold on to the ball. They really, like, totally shut down anything. I think had three shots. They had three shots. For a, I mean, there, one, one of them was really a big chance. Big yeah, chance one was a big miss, but just over the bar. Um, but you also watch yeah. the game. You're like, if Kukriki scored, it really felt yeah. like yeah, Fiorentina would have. I mean, they put six on him in the reverse fixture. Yeah. So I mean, this is just one of those where it's like nobody wants to be there <laughs> on a Thursday away. Yeah. Like you just go and you get a job done. They did that. It's more professional than they've been at, <laughs> in <laughs> like similar fixtures <laughs> in the past year yeah. and a half. So, uh, meanwhile, Fedench Varosh and Genk drew one one, uh, which is the same the result that they got. Uh, yeah, previously mm-hmm. in Belgium. Now, uh, they're gonna back themselves. It's almost like a truce. These two fixtures now they're gonna back themselves to go handle their business. 
elsewhere. Somebody's got to get a point off Fiorentina. Fiorentina mm-hmm. are if they assuming they both game, beat Kukuriki. Yeah, if Fiorentina win a game, they're through. Yeah, a draw would. A, two draws to see them through as well, but mm-hmm. could benefit the team playing them last too. Yeah, which would be I remember, and I'm not stalling for time as oh, I check. It would be they play Gank next and then Fernando. So Fernando should give the a, a little advantage too. Yeah. Um. Also, but, because Frankfurters play at home yeah. in that last match week, whereas Fiorentina right. host gank yeah. this time. However, if they both lose to Fiorentina, it could come down to how many goals they put on Kukuriki. Because so, <laughs> they're yeah. also tied on goal differential. Yeah. Um, with Frankfurters having a one goals finished edge. Oh, so man. I hate that that's a rule. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the third tiebreaker at that yeah. point. So. I, I guess. But... Uh, anyway, Group G sees Pauk, a surprise leader, uh, just edging Eintracht Frankfurt by a point. And then Aberdeen and HJK fucking eliminated. Yep. Um, Aberdeen did get a smidgen of revenge from the their dramatic collapse last week, having been up two nil. Um, which is that they score they they drew two two on two shots, <laughs> so uh, and kept Pauk from actually having a larger gap uh, at mm-hmm. the top of the table, um, and could actually be a reason that they don't well, win the group. Well, it's going to change much because it's. Just- Pauk should beat HJK. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, if it even comes to that. But their next game is in Germany. If it's a draw, Pauk have a very yes. golden opportunity to go through right. first. But uh, they could have, I guess, not won that game and still finished top. Um, yeah. Or not lost. They could have lost that game and still finished top. Yeah, with the draw. With the really. draw. Yeah. Uh, so it's one of those that it's a good point for Aberdeen. Just but, to make, just to feel good about themselves. Yeah. And uh, so they don't finish last. And they have a nice, fun little matchup for, uh, like, prestige against HJK. Uh-huh. They're going to win. HJK is bad. They better win. HJK are terrible. They're not very good. Yeah. Uh, that's rounded up. They did draw in, in Finland last. Yeah. But. Uh, no, in Scotland. It was in Scotland? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Well, they're playing on the turf then. Yeah. Weird things happen in Finland in Weird November. Weird things happen on the turf. Yeah. Uh. Let's go round it up with Group H, which saw some very surprising Just results. got a little more interesting. For starters, Spartak Trnava managed a surprise 1-1 draw against Nordschland. That mm. uh, one came as a bit of a shock as the Danish In team was, Denmark. Yeah, playing at home. Not many people saw that coming. Nordschland have been a bit inconsistent, but they've been playing into themselves a little bit more recently. So everyone thought it'd be a bit of a cakewalk there, but... Trnava showed up the Slovakians getting a point. And then the big upset. First in, point of the group. First point of the group, yeah. In Bulgaria, Ludogorets 2, Fenerbahce 0. Taking it to Fenerbahce, yeah. um, who barely uh, accumulated any chances on goal to, or on Thursday. Um, this looked like... This looked like similar to Roma. This was like the trap game for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's huge, very not so significant for them necessarily. Oh, even though they're not, it means they're, you know, pulled back into the race in Group yeah. H. Very significant for Ludogorets, who salvaged their chances to qualify here. If they had lost this game, it would have been close to over for them. Mm-hmm. Instead, they moved just a point off Norchaland in in uh in second place and three off Fenerbahce. So um it could very well come down to that final match between Norchaland and Ludogorets. Remember Norchaland won the first fixture like 7-1 <laughs> and embarrassed the shit out of them. Yeah. But this one will be uh will be on home turf for Ludogorets. Mm-hmm. Um so you know it could come down to whether they can knock Norchaland off in front of their home fans. 
So we might be in for a treat on that on that final match day. Yeah. Let's keep our fingers crossed. The minor, they're so crossed. I do also want to point out that Fenerbahce, when I was watching, I was watching this game through uh, highlights because it's hard to keep up with every game in full. You You're not watching all, every game at the same time. But I heard at one point, I heard a name and I was like, Yusuf Akacek. I have never heard this name before. Like, who is this guy? And I tried to look him up. I went to the FOTMOB page, right, for Fenerbahce and just clicked on him. They don't think he exists. Oh, wow. So I had to go do some even more deep research and I found him on Transfer Mark. He's 17. And this was his debut. Wow. So, we invented him. He's, he, they spawned him for us just, just for today, <laughs> just for our podcast. Yeah. That's so, very generous of them. Congratulations to him making his debut. Unfortunately, it was a 2 0 loss in Bulgaria. Not how you want to start your career, but indeed, you know, you're on a pretty good team getting time. So yeah. There you go. Maybe big things head for him. Maybe it was his fault. No, it doesn't look like he should have done for him. It's fault. Um, yeah, so that leaves us in uh in I will say the wasn't sure how I felt when they changed the rule um to have you know the that di- the different round instead of like a normal round of 32, the buy. Mm-hmm. But it has, as we mentioned earlier, made for a much more competitive last two rounds yeah. of the group stages, which are desperately needed. And you can see, like, I know the Champions League is completely changing next year, and a lot of people have feelings about it, including yeah, Dortmund fans. Yeah, right. Yeah. Including Dortmund, who have, uh, who had so many feelings, that they threw fake money on the pitch and made banners and stuff. Ironically, so did uh, the other game. Yeah, also, yeah, we had to, for different for, reasons. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, at least, you know, the Champions League has been a problem in the la- for co- competitiveness in the last couple rounds mm-hmm. for years, and this does give us a little lift in terms of uh, terms of the meaningfulness of the action and how much the bigger teams are allowed to rotate, um, given what they have to play for. So we're looking forward to the next couple of weeks, to the next month, um, where, as you said, we're getting to the business end. Yeah, it's and, getting real serious. Uh, it's getting now. real serious. This is when boys become men. Business. Good at business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and David has some uh, some thoughts. He wants to reward some people. Yeah, so um, for our cheers this week, we thought it was only we're fitting. We're rewarding excellence this week. Yeah. We're not rewarding a minnow getting one little upset. We're no. rewarding consistent excellence. show up week in, week out. Week out. And they get the job done. And they do their business. Exactly. So there's only one team that has been perfect in the Europa League. And there's only one team that has been perfect in the Conference League. That's Leverkusen and Victoria Pilsen, respectively. Oh, yeah. So we're going to do our cheers to Xabi Alonso, the manager of Leverkusen. Xabi. And Miroslav Kubek, the manager of Victoria Pilsen. Cheers to you both, and may your runs continue. Cha-cha-cheers.